0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's you up. Um, I'm Nikki Glaser. As you probably know, it's Thursday. Or no, it's Friday. Oh, my God. I'm performing with my dad this weekend at... um, I think on Saturday night, if you're in the St. Louis area, you can come to Roadhouse 66, I think is what it's called, in Webster. And um, a couple fans came out last time. I'm going to sing a Taylor Swift song with my dad. It's really awkward. I don't even like to do it, but it's, it is a nice memory to make with my dad. Um, and I love the Taylor Swift song so much, and it makes me feel so many things. And it'll be fun to perform without having smoked weed in six days because that usually you know makes my throat a little fried and i've been in denial of it of course like when i lose my voice i'm like oh it's because i'm talking too much which is also a thing but um it's never good for someone who uses their voice to be like inhaling smoke i mean it's just um i can pat myself on the back for not smoking cigarettes for the past when did i quit 11 years ago but smoking weed is still not good. Vaping was actually worse for my throat, I think. But maybe it's because I was doing it all the time. The thing I liked about vaping weed is that you get unhigh almost immediately. Like, it's such a short high, um, which I like more than long highs. Uh, That's why I don't like edibles. You just never know when they're going to go away, when they're going to click in. And they often give me headaches. Um, But... Yeah, that's what I did like about vaping. But vaping made my throat sound like a robot. It sounded like I was speaking from a tracheotomy already. And I'm not making fun of people with tracheotomies, I swear to God. But they do sound that way. So I'm sorry. Um, Shout out to some fans who have just written me like the nicest shit this week. I don't know. I don't know who you guys are, but you're little angels. Shout out to specifically Graham C and to Ruthie. Um, you both wrote to me some really nice stuff, stuff, A uh, person named, um, dog runner. Another guy sent me a thing that I might do. Um, this guy heard me talking about my, um, shitty eyes. You know, I was having like eye issues the other day. Well, that is relieved. It turned out it was like just my contact lens had like some filth in it or something. And it was just like making my eye. I feel like I wanted to rip it out of its socket, and um, then I switched to fresh lenses, and everything's a-okay. But someone sent me that having um, shitty eyes was a symptom of COVID, so that I should look into it. And then he, I kind of ignored that, and then uh, he followed up with, "Hey, if you want to write a book, there's like this program where a a woman um, helps you write a book over a month, and it's like $450 to sign up for this course, and I honestly might do it. So shout out to that guy. I can't find your name right now, but I just need some help. And all of your enthusiasm for me writing a book is helping so much. So if you are inspired to tell me why you would like to read my book, um, it really does make me feel great. Also, shout out to Ellie for sending me a tip about why my hair might be falling out. Dude, you're on to something because I did get blood work done back in like February and in my blood work, it said that I had inflammation, which I didn't know what that meant. I just thought she said, was looking at me and was like, you look a little puffy today, but I guess inflammation is like in your liver and just like, it's, you're inflamed. Right. Um, and she didn't know why, but apparently inflammation can also make your scalp just start shedding. So, uh, this woman told me what prescription she takes and her hair has started growing back. So I sent that to my doctor immediately. So I'm trying to get on that. Um, cause yeah, losing your hair is one of the most depressing things ever. And like I said, it's not even noticeable. I'm sure I'm just being super paranoid. Um, but I truly can't take the anxiety of pulling hairs off my body all the time. Whenever I see a girl just casually pull a hair off her arm and like, Oh, off her shirt, like, Oh, get that out of the way. I'm like, how did you not stop and like look at it and mourn its loss and bury it in your backyard? Like, that's how I feel about every single hair I lose and it happens hundreds of times a day. So I'm just constantly filled with anxiety because I just find my hair everywhere and it's just so depressing. So if anyone else has any kind of hair, um, tips, don't send me a hair towel. I already have one of those. Don't tell me shampoos. That's all bullshit. Don't uh, someone tell me to rinse with apple cider vinegar and water. That is something I actually will try. Um, don't send me any kind of shampoos or conditioners. I just don't believe that that's going to make a difference. Um, uh, but any kind of medicine, I'm, I'm now I'm taking folic acid because someone told me to take that. I'm taking more calcium. Someone told me to take that. I mean, my parents' cabinet is filling with vitamins. I just bought like hundreds of dollars worth of vitamins today because people keep DMing me hair stuff. I think my hair is going to start falling out because of trauma from t- TMV, too many vitamins. But shout out to anyone who has suffered hair loss. I really like, I, you know, I feel for most men in that respect. I actually I should talk to my dad about it because my dad is like a really confident good-looking man who started losing his hair, I'm guessing in his late 20s, um, mid-20s probably. I've always known him with hair, and I was born when he was 30. so um, Or without hair, I've always known him. Um, and he's never bitched about it. He's never once complained. He's never once acted. He's never been like my guy friends who seem hyper-aware of every man's hairline, super jealous of every other man. My dad just, like, accepted it. And I wonder how he did that because um, – he had great hair back in in his youth. And now he's, um, he's a bald, bald man, but he wears it with confidence. So there is a way to do that gentlemen. There is a way to just accept your balding head and not do anything about it and still marry a hot ass bitch like Julie Glazer and pop out some fucking hot ass children like me and my sisters. Um, I did have the ex boyfriend over last night. It was very fun. um, it was interesting because, oh, we watch Dating Around, which, like I said, is like my new favorite show. Shout out to my assistant, Grace Ann, for recommending it. Shout out to one other person who DM'd me to watch it. Um, I forget who you are. I don't remember anyone's name who DMs me. I'm sorry. Unless you have like a really catchy name, it's just not going to stick. Or unless I'm looking at it, which I did uh, prior to this with those other names I was saying. So, Um, but thank you for the recommendation. It's such a good show. It's just so basic. I really want you guys to watch it and check it out dating around and watch the first episode of season two, Steven. It's like an okay episode, but it just gives you like kind of the premise of the show. And then watch the second episode of season two, which is Ben. And that is a wild you're just like, who is this guy? But if you watch ben Ben's episode first, you'd be like, this show is fucking ridiculous. But knowing like, what the show is, it's a great second episode. So um, let me know what you think. I thought it was hilarious. But it was an interesting show to watch with my ex-boyfriend because, you know, it's, it, it, we, we, um, we put normal people on the shelf for the night and uh, we're like, we'll watch that another time. We only had like an hour to hang out. And so, cause he has to get up early for radio, which I'm on his radio show every Thursday. So I actually had to wake up early today to be on radio with him. But, um, it, we watched this dating round and it was just, it was just, it's just fun to watch with someone else. You comment on the people that they're dating. You, you wonder who they're going to pick, but it's not like a reality show. Like typically it's not manipulation. There's no manipulation by producers. There's no editing where you're like, she didn't really make that face. If you're someone who watches reality shows and you don't and you think people's reaction shots are actually the shot that they're the reaction that they're having, you're really dumb. I just want to let you know that. Especially with Bravo, every single shot, every single reaction where you're like, "She's such a bitch. She made that face when her mom told her that she's dying of cancer." You're an idiot. They 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 put that in, you know? They 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 manipulate you constantly. And and I'm a aware of that because i work in tv and also because I'm, i just don't believe everything put in front of me but i will say they don't manipulate you with the show and i really appreciate it um we had to we, we finished the show and then we were like okay we're gonna um we're gonna go and uh he had to leave because i had to uh, hop on a, a meeting and um i was just like we should like have sex again. Like I bring it up, I think at once, um, once a month when we hang out and we hang out probably like three times a week. And it's usually just like shooting the shit, just friends. And I like it that way. I'm not like constantly like, Oh my God, I love him so much. Like we really are just friends. We're never going to get back together. That's at least what I think. And, um, but I do want to have sex again and I have no desire to have sex with literally anyone else. And, um, and so I just brought it up because you know what, It's almost more fun to just bring up and then to never do because it both gets us a little bit horny and then we hug goodbye and the hug is really long and lingering and we both kind of have butterflies at the end of it. I mean, I don't mean to speak with for him, but I do slip a dead butterfly in his pocket so that he, you know, literally has butterflies. Butterfly, and um, and then I go out in the backyard in my parents' pool and I swim butterfly. So, um, that was that. And, uh, but we really did talk about it and how it would work out. It's a lot like Jerry and Elaine in that episode. I always reference it whenever we talk about sex. Cause there's this episode where they're good friends and then, you know, Jerry and Elaine used to date and then they became friends and there's the scene where they're like, well, we could do this, but it would affect that. And there's just this great scene where they're talking about if, if, if it would ruin the friendship. And I just keep telling him like, what friendship? I mean, we hang out a couple times a week. I'm not, I, I love you and I love, I love what we have, but I'm not, there's no, there's nothing's going to happen to this. We're always going to have this. This isn't some deep connection that you and I, the reason we have a deep connection is because we used to fuck. So let's just bring that back into the mix, but I don't know. It's risky. You know how I feel about penises and vaginas. It changes everything. So I'm going to proceed with caution. I'll keep you updated or I won't because he was kind of like, if we sleep together again, are you going to like talk about it on everything? And I was like, yeah, and by the way I do talk about it on every episode of my podcast. I kind of like update people what's happening. And he was like, "Yes, yeah, see I figured." And he doesn't have a problem with it because he is he's actually really wonderful in that way and doesn't as long as it's funny, he doesn't mind me talking about it. But this is just real shit and we haven't even done anything yet. We both live at home with our parents. We're both in our late 30s and living at home with our parents and it's just wild in uh, suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. We both met in New York city. We never, there was no, we weren't, we didn't meet at like a St. Louis mixer. Um, it's just wild. So maybe that means we're meant to be, but I don't think so. I think it's just meant, um, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to, I told him, I go, he goes, but I don't want it to stop you from finding someone else. And I was like, no, what's stop? I took a year off from sleeping with you to, to like kind of free myself and be like, okay, let's forget about that dick. and Let's open ourselves up to other Dick, and it just didn't happen. I'm not really interested in others. What I am interested in is just having a physical connection and remembering that I can even do that. You know, just I want to get back on the horse. So let's see if he'll let me saddle up anytime soon. I mean, he's down. It's just, uh, I'm just going to have to like uh, just demand it, I guess. I don't know. It will be up to him ultimately and me. I don't know if I'm really, but I'm not kidding you. Just talking about it is so freaking hot. I don't even know that I need to do it. And did I masturbate after he left? You know, I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't. I I feel numb downstairs. I'm going to talk to Carmen Lynch right after this. She has a new album coming out called Vertically Obese that um, I'm sure is maybe a controversial title for an album because people are very sensitive about that word, but God, I was listening to her old album two days ago, uh, just to get ready to for her new one, which is on. You can pre-order it now, but it, it's going to be out on everything July seventh. Carmen Lynch is one of the best stand-ups going. I mean, she's been around forever, and I don't mean that in like a she's a you know an old lady type of way. She's young and hip and cool, and um, I just love her so much. I'm, you'll you'll see. She's fucking great. There we go. Hi, oh
1: Hi. my Shirley. gosh. I am here at my
0: parents' house with Jesus. Oh my God, Jesus is. <laughs> thank God he's there. That's hilarious. I'm joined by Carmen Lynch, a dear uh, friend of mine. It's great to have you on the show. She has a new album, a comedy album coming out called Vertically Obese. It's, it's available for pre order now. I'm guessing carmenlynch.com.
1: Or just uh, my, yeah, carmenlynch.com, add Carmen Comedian on Instagram and Twitter. It's all there.
0: Carmen the Comedian on Instagram and Twitter. You guys got to follow Carmen uh, on socials. She is so funny. Uh, I've always loved your videos, still loving them. Um, it's so good to talk to you. Uh, where? When did you do your new album? I mean, it's so bizarre that anyone's releasing anything new because it feels like when, I mean, did you shoot it like March 10th? When did this happen? Uh, pretty
1: close. End of February. I was at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. And I was like, oh, my God, Jared was talking. Jared, the owner, was like, we have a great sound system. Just hit record. And, yeah. and I did it. And I was like, you never know. This could be the end of comedy for a while. And then I listened to it. I loved it. And I was like, I'm just going to put it out.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. I, first of all, I love the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. If you're in the Indiana area, go support them. I think they're opening up again for social distance shows. But um, what a great club. What a... um. I'm so because I was listening to your old album a couple days ago just to I've been trying to write new stand-up or just get my mind wrapped around stand-up and I don't want to go back and listen to my old stuff I almost want to be more inspired by people who I really admire and so I pulled up yours and man you are so freaking funny I can't even stand it it made me feel like you know when you listen to someone you get like depressed because you're like I'll never be as funny as that I'm not kidding you Farman like I need you to know you are that You are that. You are so good. And um, what's this new album? Like, what kind of topics are you tackling in this? This is more um, stuff
1: that I want to talk about. Like, there's a lot of Jesus. There's a lot of growing up Catholic.
0: You're Um, at your parents' house right now, and there's a crucifix (laughs) right above your head, right? Uh, Yeah, it's going to fall and kill me. Um,
1: (laughs) Because I I say things that probably I shouldn't, but um, they're not bad. They're just, you know, somebody who grew up Catholic and then kind of woke up and said, oh, wait a second. What does this mean? Um, but it's mostly, it's weird. It's like, I talk about queefing and pl- placentas and yeah, my boyfriend and his son. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Therapy. Yes. It's just, I think it's, uh, the first one was what felt like a greatest hits because I waited so long Yes, to put an album out. And this one's just more me. And there's, it's just very conversational too, because you know i co- i mentioned corona like corona's already a thing, it's just not Whoa. a pandemic yet, so um but it's about to be, yeah, yeah,
0: oh, this is great, okay, so um it comes out July seventh um you're talking you're setting very conversational very just is that what you feel like your comedy is like? headed into is just the the more you do it the more it's because I feel like that for me it's just become more like I'm talking with my friends I'm talking to the audience like I try to make it less like set up punchline set up punchline exactly or like free-flowing because then in that you it can actually your jokes that you feel like are done can find new places to grow and expand
1: well especially because I feel like my jokes are so short a lot of the time and to do the same order every night, I would just want to like jump off a cliff. So I have a beginning kind of chunk and an end kind of chunk. And in the middle, I'd rather just kind of find my way Mess to my around. jokes because yeah. then I find new callbacks. I find new order. I'm like, oh, I really I love this after
0: this one. Yes.
1: You know, and it's just more organic for the audience too.
0: Well, tell me, Carmen, what you've been up to during the quarantine, like where you've been, what you've been doing, wh- uh, how you've considered um, wh- what you feel about your career now. I mean, are you having all the, the same crises that we're all having? Oh,
1: my God. I honestly, when it first happened and ev- and everybody was on lockdown, I was like, well, I guess that was a good run. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to go to Pakistan and which was a dream. No, I'm just kidding. You I mean, did, did Letterman. Know, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, but you, you were like, okay, I did some, I did what I, I needed did to do. I did weird things, but then now, I mean, obviously it's coming back. It's just going to take a while, mm-hmm. but I haven't been to New York since March 15th. Like I did this week at the comedy cellar and I literally jumped in an Uber and met my boyfriend at his family's house in Connecticut. Yeah. And, um, and I, only been at my parents' house for like a week. My dad turned 82 days ago. So I wanted to see him before right. things get really bad again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen New York city and, but I've seen what's been happening, but I've been in a commune with eight people in Connecticut this whole time.
0: Wait, who's in Connecticut with you? Your boyfriend It was and John family? and his
1: mother and his son and his oh brothers. Yeah. How has that been? What do you do all day? It's crazy. Like, all my friends are like, oh, we haven't worn a bra since March. Right. And I'm like, I have to wear a bra. My boyfriend's son is here and he's 11. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but his yeah. mom didn't wear a bra, which was hilarious because I'm like, I'm the only person out of eight people right now wearing a bra. And
0: <laughs> And I know, I had to wear a bra too because my dad is here and... Uh, <laughs> it feels inappropriate but god it i really yeah does. i haven't related to that um and so you do you what do you do all day do you have to like do stuff with their family do you what do you do at night no we we
1: watched movies and stuff, but we really do our own thing. But you know what I've
0: noticed is, and I know you and I've talked about
1: this, but my anxiety levels have actually gone up because Mm -hmm. I have so much free time that my brain is like, what are you going to do? Are you going to write an Oscar winning screenplay? Are you going to, you know, and I'm like, wait a second, this can be chill time too. You Mm -hmm. know, just because I'm on unemployment doesn't mean I can't act like I am and just like enjoy, you know, Netflix and, and all that stuff. But, uh, but I've just been, I put this album out to just kind of also distract myself from all this free time. I'm like, I'm going to work on this. Yeah. You know, because all, all the sets there were different because oh, I didn't so know I was going to put it like, out. It
0: and put it all together. So,
1: yeah, I had to put but it all together. You, and a then project. the having Exactly. And then the very last um, track is in Spanish. So, when it ends, there's like, you know, the goodbye applause, and then it leads into like uh, five minutes of stand up in Spanish.
0: Did you do that at the, uh, in Bloomington? No, <laughs> no, no, no. That one was actually in, uh,
1: at Gotham Comedy Club. They had like a New York Comedy Festival stand up show. Okay. Yeah. That's really
0: so. cool. Okay. So, if you want um, to, in- if you're bilingual, uh, uh, definitely pick uh-huh. up Carmen's new album, uh, uh, Vertically. Or Yeah, vertically obese, which is a hilarious. Is that a joke, or is that just what you named it? No, that's a joke. That was okay. a joke that I did on Fallon, and then I was like, you know what? That might be
1: a good title. So funny. So, it really is. And then, um, and then John and I, because we were stuck with his family for uh, eight of us for three months, we started a podcast called The Human Cenopod, <laughs> and... That's it's a great just, title <laughs> it's just a lot of crazy shit you know between his family and then we had to do it in the car because it's just so crowded in the house and we couldn't speak openly so we just shoot it we shot it in his car oh, we recorded nice. it in his car and uh
0: and yeah and so we're just still doing it so um so you do feel hopeful about stand-up returning and and going back to new york because i fully moved out of the city and have no plans of returning because I- What, are you serious? You're not coming do, back? Well, I bought it. I, got, I didn't buy an apartment, but I rented an apartment starting March 1st and I never lived there. And I, um, and I had no furniture there because I gave away all my furniture prior to moving in because I had just all shitty shit. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get new furniture and um, hired an interior designer. And um, and then this thing started happening and I canceled the designer and it had just an empty apartment. My assistant is living in it right now. Uh, with some of my stuff, but I just found a subleaser and I'm having it all shipped out here to St. Louis and I'm just going to move here for the time being and then maybe go to LA because that's probably going to open up before everything else. But the only reason I lived in New York was because of the comedy selling. I know. I know. It's so, so I don't know what I'm going to go back there for. So I, I really don't know what's next uh, for me. I'm feeling and and I'm scared that comedy clubs are not going to exist after this. Places that aren't operating can't stay open. It's like Things are starting to close. They can't.
1: I mean, yeah. Survive, possibly. It's crazy because, you know, even if they're at 50% or 25% capacity, it's like, what are they going to pay us? $20 or $7 yeah. or $3? No, I got my check
0: venmo to me. I performed last week and I got a, a gift certificate to... Um, Build a bear. No, it was. (laughs) I I performed in the mall here um, in St. Louis. They did social distance shows, and you know, it's a it's a room that can have three hundred people in it, and it was capped off at one hundred and twenty-five. And the money was like, you know, money we were making ten years ago. It was when we were like struggling coming up. It's just, it's not. uh, I don't know how they're making any money either. It was just, it's really sad and and scary. So. I don't know. I, I feel like we've been waiting for like, oh, when is this stand-up comedy boom? When is there going to be a bust, you know? Yes. I think this is the bust and we're going to have to rebuild. But luckily, you know, there's podcasts and there's other things we can do. I'm trying to write a book. I, I, the pressure of that writing a book or writing a screenplay is so immense because there's nothing but time. But um, I do, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to let myself just enjoy this and not feel so much pressure. Are you talking a lot to um friends and staying in touch with all of your best comedy friends or have has that kind of yeah. fallen off i mean at this point i can talk to anyone so i've sure. been, you know i it's like i can
1: talk to my friends in spain more and my friends in virginia where i yes. am more um and my sister you know we were always super busy and now my sister in and barcelona
0: Jesus. and jeez i'm yeah I mean, <laughs> I actually did start praying during this. It's you like did? so weird. <laughs> I just needed help getting through the day. And then someone was like, why don't you just get on your knees and pray every morning? And I'm like, I've never even like, I've maybe prayed to God like one time when I wanted a guy to text me back or show up at a thing that I thought a guy was going to be at, you know, like <laughs> these little, but, and I don't really believe in a guy in the sky, but I've just kind of like, okay, I'll try it. So I've been getting on my knees, uh in the morning sometimes and just being like help me get through today i don't know what to do but please just like and i don't know who i'm praying to really i just like it might be like a ghost that that i don't think it matters it doesn't matter right it could be your grandmother you don't know i'm just lonely i just want i want to talk to someone um out there i think And I I have been connecting with friends. I've been, um, I was just talking to someone about how the whole D'Elia situation has really reunited comedians and had us come back together. Like, I've never had so much outreach from my comedian friends as I did when someone got canceled, you know? Yeah, yeah. So many people are checking in and I'm like, do you just want to talk about D'Elia? Or are you really concerned about (laughs) how I'm feeling, you know? So it's, it's unfortunate that like someone has to get canceled for us to like all talk to each other, but it it does, we love, we love, we love gossiping for sure.
1: Well, it's funny. I've been having uh, like more therapy sessions too, because you know, it's, I'm just like, what's going on in my head. And my therapist made a really good point. She's like, you know, when you do stand up and you do stuff like that, it does, it is kind of a distraction, like, you know, and, and you take away all those distractions And all you have are your thoughts.
0: Oh man, I know. You
1: know, and and she's like, go there. She's like, it's the perfect time to not, you know, run off and watch Netflix or run off and do whatever. And so I'm trying to do that. Just sit there and go, oh my God. Like these, you know, she's like, write it, write it. You know? Yes, feel your feelings. (laughs)
0: Let them flow through you. Don't numb them out with whatever you usually do. But you're absolutely right. I was just talking about this, like getting on stage every night, I was doing it because yeah, it's like I'm practicing and I need to go to the gym for this thing that I, you right. know, it's just going, I always considered, you know, going on stage every night, going to the gym. I just, I never really cared. I just show up at the comedy cellar. I wouldn't really even look at my notes. I just walk on stage and walk off and feel like I had accomplished something. But what I was really doing is like abusing stand-up. I was like using it as a means to not have to be by myself, have to, because being at home by myself just never happened before this pandemic. And I'm still not by myself. I live with my parents, but I never just truly stop and like let my thoughts just go. Like the other day I was, I was on a run yesterday and I realized my hearing is kind of going, I think because I blast music so loud. And I think it's because I want to blast the thoughts out. Like if Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift isn't screaming, then I can start thinking about why, she's better than me or so whatever it is, you know? Yes, so I yes. think that I blast music so that I can like, you know, overwhelm the thoughts that I am thinking. And it's like, what am I so fucking scared of thinking? I don't even That's know. That's what drives me crazy. It's like, I, I
1: don't, I can't think of anything that I'm running away from, you know, mentally. And my therapist mm-hmm. is like, well, it's because you haven't gone there. Just wait Yes. And let and see what happens and be still. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yoga's been helping a lot because usually I work out like in at fast things like running and sure. Same. And so now I'm like doing doing slow things slow. and I'm so impatient. I hate slow. I, I know hate I hate slow, slow too. And I it's working. It's it. like even John and even my mom the other day, she's like, You rush. And I'm like, Well, maybe you're just slow. Maybe I'm not rushing, you're just super yes. slow. And I'm like, Yeah, because I'm still in like that New York momentum speed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to be in COVID speed. Like, mm-hmm. there's no rush right now.
0: Uh, you're right. There's nowhere to be. There's, um, I-, I am constantly rushing. I'm constantly, like, plopping on things and throwing. And, and you know, I drop things all the time because I'm just hastily picking them up. Like, I am a rusher. Everything cannot, there's nothing that can be fast enough. I'm the fastest person at, any, you know, except, like, actual, like, running I'm not that fast but I like my exercise to be fast I've never enjoyed yoga I've hated yoga I hate the deep breathing it feels like what are we even accomplishing here and it's in those practices that you learn to feel your feelings and 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 have you cried a lot during this time can I ask you that of course um not really um actually at the beginning I did yes
1: but now I think you know when you get used to change and now I'm in it to like figure out what it is. But it, but at first I did. But right now, this is another thing my therapist said. She goes, Um, you're doing, doing, doing. Why don't you just be? She goes, If you're constantly doing, you're not being.
0: Yes, that's a really good point. But what are we supposed to do? Just sit into a, in a fucking chair <laughs> yes. and just do and stare at the ground? Well, I think,
1: um, a little bit of everything. So, do. And then a little bit of B, yes, Okay. because I, like I wanted to go see my sister in Spain because she's like, oh my God, we're hanging out, you know, at my old grandmother's house. It's totally beautiful. There's like woods. There's nothing to do. Just come out here, and I in my head I go, is this a dist- another distraction? Am I running away from something? Right. And my therapist goes, you your problems are going to show up if you're in Hawaii. Don't worry. Like just right. go. And, but just constantly like every day have like you time.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I t- the, the time that I take for myself usually turns into a nap and then you're uh, unconscious and right. nothing or, gets like, done. Or like Netflix or like a drink or whatever. Yeah. So, I smoke yeah. weed. I, even meditating doesn't feel like me time because I'm trying to, d- you know, do a mantra and I'm not like really thinking. I think the best thing to do is journal. where you're not trying to come up with a joke you're just writing out your feelings like if maybe I'm wrong and if someone out there listening knows what you're supposed to do when people say just stop is are you literally supposed to just look at a tree and just like, let your thoughts go. <laughs> if that's it, let me and Carmen know, because I don't, I think yoga is right. I think I need to find a yoga practice. Are you just doing YouTube yoga? I'm doing OM yoga, O-M yoga oh, and wait. it's
1: online. Okay. And there's a bunch of different classes and you okay. just pick the one that like interests you. All right. And it's super cheap right now.
0: I know everyone. Uh, yoga's been around and been, like, in, you know, trendy since the 90s. I don't know what's taking me so long to get on <laughs> board with too. it. But it changes started. everyone's life. And I'm I all about these, like, practices that change your life. I can – but I, I've never um, – I just don't feel like very flexible. You're a tall lady. Are you flexible? No, I'm not for, not for tall. Like I'm, no.
1: I, I yeah. have to do yoga like at home because I'm afraid if I do it in a studio, I'll
0: look silly. I know, or fart <laughs> a lot. But also, you know what's helped
1: a lot? And this is such so cliche, but um, be present. And if you just go on YouTube and look up stuff about being present, especially Eckhart Tolle. Do mm-hmm.
0: you know who Eckhart Tolle is? Yes, yeah, the power um, of now.
1: Yes, like he's got so many YouTube clips that are literally. Then I become 15 overwhelmed.
0: Minutes. Where do I start? There's too
1: many of them. You just, I know, I know. That's what I thought. You just pick one. You know what I did the other day? I put um, "being unconscious." Click, and and then he's like, "All right, so how do you deal with unconscious people? How do you deal with somebody who's you know um, yelling at you all the time? Whatever." Yeah. And just then I just things. listen to one a day and it's 15 minutes and you know when I do it right after yoga when they're like lie down and do your shavasana or whatever that's mm-hmm. called yeah like then corpse I, pose yes then yeah. I just turn I turn it on and I just sit there on the floor and if I can just learn one thing from a 15 minute video then that's all I need for that
0: day that's really good Carmen it sounds like you're actually honestly handling this pretty well and and um, it's so good to catch up with you because I don't, I truly don't know what other stand ups are doing right now because all we know is to do stand up every single ding dong night. And uh, wh- I just don't, I, I mean, I'm sure you're, I, I, I'm just, I keep texting people being like, what do you do now? Like, what do we do with our time? But, um, you're right. Okay, it's so weird. I mean, it's massive FOMO too oh my god i know but i no, still but get fomo is, and there's nothing going on how is it and no one else i don't know about you but the only reason i'm okay with not doing stand-up right now is because no one else is doing it but the second yes! i saw those outdoor shows that michael che was doing i was I like oh, i gotta get some dates on the books i know and people do have dates now and i'm I like do, wait call me i know <laughs> i have dates and i feel really guilty about it because i think when, when the numbers start to spike they're gonna be like well glazer was in nashville last weekend i mean i'm gonna be the first person on stage since the DL Hughley week, weekend at Zanies. And I'm feeling Holy a little shit. weird about it. But I'm yeah. going to get tested before I go. And, and obviously, the club is taking all the precautions necessary. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but we'll see. We'll see. But um, Wear like a space suit or something. Oh, that's a good idea. I got to get a hazmat suit. I wonder if those are even available. They're probably hard to come by. They're probably and it would be sold so distracting out. on stage. Um, yeah. All right. Well, this has been so good to talk to you. You got. Guys, got to check out Carmen's new... I can't wait to hear it, Carmen. And especially oh. since it's so relevant and, and you taped it back in February. Support um, Carmen Lynch's stand-up. She is one of the greatest. You can Google her and, and watch her Letterman's that are some of the best. Um, have you done Letterman twice? yes yeah watch watch and you've also done the tonight show very recently last year i did that in january actually right before all this i mean carmen lynch has some of the best late night sets going so uh youtube carmen lynch she's a a, a stand-up that i just look up to so much and if you enjoy anything I do, you'll definitely enjoy Carmen Lynch, um, and check out her new album out April seventh, available for ah, April? now. April? No, no, July, I mean, July, July. What did I say? April. <laughs> it's I miss-
1: COVID. I know it's hard. Don't worry. <laughs> July seventh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god uh, yes but A- it's available now, december 16th 2043 <laughs> um no, time doesn't matter anymore july it 7th doesn't. 2020 2020 i almost said 2021 J- this july 7th which is you know coming up uh and it's called but they buy it now Carmen yeah. Lynch Carmen Comedian on Instagram and Twitter follow her on those Thanks. and I'll uh, I love see you. you tomorrow on the podcast guys uh, or on Monday actually have a great weekend squirt squirt a jackpot
1: this has been a Comedy Central Podcast